or not Halloween, Halloween not Exorcist. wild about raiding. I got to say, yeah, and then it was so hot, and then we were all jazzed about doing Halloween, and none of us were like, yeah, this movie. I just think, yeah, I think it's a movie that was made at an extreme budget and yeah. did yeah. super flipping well. Like it only For opened sure. in like one theater, I think. Three right? theaters. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. then it Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, and then it <laughs> yeah. like spiraled out of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it word of mouth. Sure. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we yeah. took that, off. Uh, Movies that made us, yeah, yeah, and it yeah it's like great. Yeah, forty-seven minutes, and it's it's pretty campy, like it's pretty cheesy, but right. it does have a lot of good information. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm I mean, gonna I think the first heavily hour of the movie is great. Yeah, like, and then I think it just goes yeah. to ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. it really kind does. of like yeah. kind of like the whole group of people that made the movie. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell yeah. You <laughs> okay. So, well, all right. Let's, let's awesome. do this. Welcome to the movies with chill podcast. Whoa. Welcome to the movies. Welcome to the movies with Chill podcast. I am your host, Chill. Tonight we'll be reviewing Halloween from 1978. It is an indie horror slasher film directed by John Carpenter and written by Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. Inspired by an interaction John Carpenter had with a patient while attending Western Kentucky University. Starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald Pleasance, Nick Castle, and Nancy Keys. Fifteen years after murdering his sister on Halloween night in 1963, Michael Myers escapes from a mental hospital and returns to the small town of Haddonfield, Illinois to kill again. Tonight I am joined, as always, by David and Lee. How are you boys doing Hello. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have a very special guest, Annie, on the show. Welcome to the show, Annie. Thanks. She's so hot. Yeah. (laughs) Get some. We don't have an HR department. (laughs) So Annie brought on that this is one of her favorite Halloween movies. Annie, why is this one of your favorites and what does it mean to you? Probably because this movie means Halloween, period. Yeah. And I'm born on Halloween, so... It's kind of cliche, I guess. That's so, no, that's you know. that's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> I love so. it. It's one All of right. my favorite things. It explains a lot, really. Yeah. Oh man, let me tell you. She was born on Halloween and leaned heavily into, into Halloween. Yeah, like embraced uh, the Halloween Scorpio spirit vibe. Yeah. It is not for the faint of heart. No, it's it not. is the expert level when it comes to relationships. Yes. Right. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank God you gang can uh, actually do that very well. <laughs> do you guys remember the first time you've watched this Halloween? No. I just have a poor memory Memories. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I okay. I'm you. the same way. I, I may have watched it when I was in my teens. Yeah. Uh, and I again, I remember watching it and I'm like, it was like every other slasher movie. And I, yeah. of course, I didn't know the history of, of this film. Mm-hmm. And... Watching it and watching a couple of documentaries really expanded on how important this this movie is. Yeah. Okay. I I think that this it just you know it falls in the same genre as like Freddy and Jason and all the you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But this one to me was always scarier because it's realer. Exactly. You know, like it, yeah. The first one especially, you yeah. know, like yeah. 
after that it gets a little yeah. it gets a little wild. But I think that just that idea of an escape mental institute, it's just one of those things that it feels real. Yeah. You know? right. And it happens so quick. The whole movie happens really fast. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah. It's Faces. it's it's real time. Yeah. yeah. Right. What's, what what I really was I wouldn't say surprised at, but if you really look at it at the film, there's not a lot going on. Like they stretch everything out to draw out the tension and the suspense in it so much that it, that like it stretched the movie to its hour and a half mark. And if they wouldn't have done that, I think it probably would have been around an hour and 10 minutes. I I like the, the switch between his view uh, and then back to third right. person view. So before we get too far into it, let's hit our icebreaker question okay. for this week. What are you going to be for Halloween this year? So I used to go all out like before kiddos. Yeah. I would spend I think the most I ever spent was like $1800 on a costume. No. What but costume I, was that? I, I bought well I bought a uh, it was on Facebook today. I bought a um silicone mask when they were first out and uh it was by the designer of the Lord of the Rings makeup. Like, it's his company. Oh, wow. And so it was a devil mask. When I talked, like, it moved. It moved. moved. But then I bought the really expensive all-black whole eye contacts that were prescription. And then I sent off and got Hollywood dentures made to where I had razor-sharp teeth. <laughs> wow. Uh, and I just went insane. And, like, people couldn't even look at me. They, wow. Yeah, it was super scary. That's wild. So now oh, I, gosh, unfortunately, yes... Oh my gosh! I love it. That's yeah. wow! Fantastic! <laughs> yeah, that's great. So I'm gonna put that up on the group page. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I used to go crazy, and then I had kids, and that mask is in my closet, and every time they see it, they're not happy about it. Right. So. <laughs> you know, they're into, like that should be a punishment. Go in Dad's closet. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, stand go, there for stand five go minutes. Go look at it. Yeah. Like <laughs> if Ben uses my bathroom, he locks the closet door, and so like I'll go to open the door, and it's locked, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Scarring your children. That's right? great. What about you guys? Halloween this oh, year? No. Uh, we, we won't be dressing up. What about you? Yeah, what do you yeah. I am going as a character called Sanji from One Piece because my son is now obsessed with One Piece and he wants to dress up. I know nothing about One Piece. I see it Monkey all the time. Monty Luffy. Yeah. And I just know nothing about it. Right. I know that there's over a thousand episodes and you'll never finish it. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. It's... I know they started making like Pokemon cards like recently that are one piece. Really? So I see them on TikTok all the time, like being open. I'm like, I have no idea what they're Right. So. right. <laughs> what was your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever dressed up as? My go to since I was a kid has always been a witch. So a witch. Or... Or He's talking about uh, the slut, the slutty nurse. Oh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, what or what? I think that's your yes, favorite. Lee. Sure. <laughs> Lee would, Lee would always. Well, no, no it's Wonder no, Woman. No, yeah, it still is. It is. <laughs> I was gonna say no. Wonder Woman was all the time. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that was yeah. just your daily. That was costume. my daily thing. <laughs> yeah. But I got to tell you, I I do have a favorite costume that was not that. I was going to a party, didn't have, and I everyone knew that I went crazy, right? Yeah. So I went to all the bars that I could, got all the Bud Light boxes I could find, uh-huh. and built a robot costume no with way. lights and a sound box and <laughs> a a funnel on the top, uh-huh. and I was called Beerbot. That's and, awesome. Um, I would stop functioning, and people would have to pour beer in the top of it <laughs> <laughs> and make me work again. Um, oh it was it was great. That's why I love David. Great. <laughs> 
I won lots of uh, costume yeah. contests with that, with that one. Yeah, it's awesome. Lee, I'm guessing that since Annie always dressed up as a witch, you'd be the kitty cat? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> kitty I'll cat. tell you the most memorable one I have, and okay. please do not judge me. I did not know this was a bad thing when I did it. <laughs> oh, okay? no. Oh, Lord. Here comes when an I edit. was a kid, there was a show on TV that was rather popular. It was called Miami Vice. Oh, oh no. Okay. There was two characters on that show, oh, no. Don Johnson yeah. oh, no. and then the other guy okay. who oh, no. was either Cuban or black. I can't remember. Sure. So I went as that guy. You blackfaced it? I blackfaced so it. We're, oh, no. So we're on episode six and we're going to be canceled. Yeah. That's true. Already. <laughs> but I was I was 10. So it was the 80s and yeah, it was fine. It was okay. It was fine then. Got it. I didn't know it was you bad. You don't understand. Well, the fact that you know that it's not yes. okay now, yeah. I right. think, is... But I full on yeah. went on as Tubbs from... Miami Vice. Miami Vice. I, I don't see I uh, famous people getting canceled for stuff they did when they were children. Right. Just right. when they're adults. Right. <laughs> right. Still a t-shirt, a white jacket. Nice. I mean, I was full on. We're going to need nice. uh, pictures. Yeah. To put I on, wish I on had them. I so wish I freaking <laughs> had them, dude. <laughs> I'm going to go digging through some photo albums. There you go. I really don't think there's any Oh, no. no <laughs> almost positive. Very smart. Not take any right? Pictures. Somebody Gosh. somewhere exactly. will find it. Right. Yeah. My favorite was my childhood was full of this one show called Dragon Ball Z. And I watched it every day after school from first grade all the way through, even into high school and even into the later years up till until recently. N- now. Up <laughs> until this <laughs> morning. Today. <laughs> Lunch and, break. Right. <laughs> 12 minutes ago before we started recording. <laughs> and one of my favorite things was that when my kid turned age appropriate for that show and he latched on and he was loving it. Yeah. There's a family, Goku's the main character and then his son Gohan and Logan was watching, if you know, the Cell arc. One of the only arcs where Goku is not the main person that defeats the main villain and it's his son Gohan. Logan was attached and was like, I want to be Gohan. And he's like, I want you to be Goku. And in my heart, I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we went around trick-or-treating, and we both went all out on our costumes. And the joy I had when people would walk by and actually know, hey, Dragon Ball Z. I'm like, yes. That's all. That's yes. great. Yeah. So That's one of my son. favorite memories with me and my son. It's awesome. Let's talk about the film before we get into spoilers. Halloween released 1978. Halloween premiered at the AMC Empire Theater in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, October 27, 1978. It is now a B&B theater, and it was one of the first three theaters that it was actually released in. Now, I couldn't find, like, it was hard to find the box office for it because it was, you know, only three theaters. But for the month of October, it did open up at number one for the entire month, which is crazy because it released four days mm-hmm. and it hit top box office for that entire month. Uh, it was, and it was all word of mouth, right? It was yeah. all word of mouth. They did not no advertise. It was right. someone told someone and yeah. the line started forming yeah, for the, it, the which is oh, yeah. fantastic. The, uh, for sure. The, made, the movies that made us on Netflix, the executive producer who also distributed the film, he says, the first night we didn't do that do too hot. 
But the next night it doubled. And then the next night that number doubled. And then it just grew exponentially after that. And then I knew I needed to get this thing out in other places. And right. And he got it into Chicago. And it, once it hit Chicago, it just blew, blew up. up like wow. no other. That's crazy. Coming in for that box office for October, Halloween at number one, Midnight Express, The Wiz, The Big Fix, and Comes a Horseman. I'm, I'm sorry, what? What? It says, <laughs> Comes a Horseman. Comes a Horseman. How's that spelled? <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely never seen that movie. Did you use it in a sentence, please? Right. <laughs> Can I get a vowel? Please don't be you. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay, so Halloween had a budget of $325,000. And then it had a total box office earning of $70 million. Oh a little bit of profit. What, yeah, what is the, that percentage? It's, it's right. thousands, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So ridiculous. here's the thing that I thought was crazy, especially for like 1970s, is... It made $27 million just internationally. Grossed $70 million and had an international box office of $27 million, which is totally insane. That is nuts. Yeah. Uh, it spawned a total of 13 films with a total box office of roughly $855 million. Jeez. Do hmm. you guys have a guess at which Halloween movie... Gross the total amount, the most, the most, yeah, the most I'm money. Say the original. Mm. I'm gonna go two. No, I was gonna say two. I, I think two too. Halloween 2018 at seriously 256 mm. million. Wow. I guess that makes sense. I mean, the ticket prices are way different. You know, yeah. like, oh right, and, true. Yeah, I know it's, it's for another time, but I like the remake of it. I, at least the first one. Okay. Yeah, but the Rob Zombie. Is that I that's did. That, no, that's, 20, oh. that's, that's not that's the same the, one. Yeah, that's not yeah. the same. Okay, so what's a 2018? The, is it yeah. just a remake of it? It's Well, no, it's the continuation. Ah, uh-huh. uh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Because it splinters in like so three I, different directions. I'm, I'm already down the rabbit hole. I'm just not that far down. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, you, yeah, you go. And yeah, I'm at the end of the second one. one. I just kept going, watching yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Except I might skip. Three. Yeah. I love three. You do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do. No. It's interesting. Damn. There's always one. <laughs> yeah, That's right. right. <laughs> I mean, it spawned like so many different like Halloween costumes. Yes, yeah, so yeah. costumes yeah. came out of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they made a that. It's terrible. That not, jingle to it. Like is, it's a terrible movie, is, but I like it. Like yeah. I, I'm aware that it's a bad guilty movie. pleasure. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So. Bad movie. Yeah. That's right. it. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. <laughs> You're so welcome, David. <laughs> He'll take them all. That's right. <laughs> so John Carpenter states that he offered the role of Sam Loomis to Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee before Donald Pleasance took the role. Years later, Christopher Lee told Carpenter that that was his biggest regret of his career was not taking the role of Dr. Loomis. Okay, so I'm going to come in on that. <laughs> you put, we discussed this the other day, you put Christopher Lee in that role. I feel like it has to come down to hand-to-hand combat with Michael Myers. Right, right. With yeah. Christopher Lee, because he is such a badass person. Right. Like, if you've looked at his real life mm-hmm. and everything that Christopher Lee has done, you're like, 
why aren't there multiple movies about this guy? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, there is. It's called James Bond. Right. <laughs> it was basically his life. I, uh, but I can't imagine anyone else playing. I really now. couldn't either. I mean, Pleasance did an amazing job. I thought. Right. I mean, for the role of being yeah. in a campy. No. He, he did. Uh, an, he, he had a quick job. He, he, did, job. he, did, he did with what he had to work right. with. Yeah. I mean. Right. Right. He was, we'll get into it. Yeah. We will. We're going to trash this yeah. movie unmercifully, but we're but still going to tell you, right? yeah, tell you why love. we love it so much. Exactly. Still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Carpenter also considered the hiring of Jamie Lee Curtis as the ultimate tribute to Sir Alfred Hitchcock, who had given her mother, Janet Lee, legendary status in the movie Psycho from 1960. Um, for the same reason, Dr. Sam Loomis was named after Sam Loomis from Psycho. So after the movie, Halloween came out. Universal Studios producers and director Richard Franklin were trying to enroll Jamie Lee in the new production of Psycho 2. Hmm. So glad she didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you guys have any other comments about the acting of this movie? Honestly, I thought that Jamie Lee Curtis great like yeah. i don't have any yeah. problems with her but i think that and michael yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who played michael myers michael i can't great nick castle nick castle yeah yeah that's it that's nick about castle it castle played michael myers for the most part yeah yeah uh when we get to breaking that the scenes down sure it's it's there's another guy that plays plays yeah. him for yeah. one scene and, at least but i thought that jamie lee like she was good. Like yeah. I never even thought it was everyone else. Basically, that I, I thought she yeah. was fine, except for a couple of things. And Annie and I have talked about it several times. Yeah. She's super annoying when she when that scream. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that whiny little that whiny. Even I, I thought the kids did good too. I thought, they did too, I thought yeah. that they were realistic yeah. kids. Yeah. Oh yes, good. and that's hard to get. That's yeah. really hard Especially to get. Especially in the seventies. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 They probably so. thought it was real. Yeah, they, were, they didn't know. <laughs> the boogeyman. They, were, right? yeah. they were desensitized yeah. like it's the rest right. of exactly. us. Exactly. Like, we believed in the boogeyman. That's real, man. <laughs> hey, there's a guy outside standing with a mask on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's go. <laughs> okay. That's fine. What's new? <laughs> Is it a cool Give mask it some candy. <laughs> Funny enough, Nick Castle wasn't even supposed to be in the film. He was actually a friend of John Carpenter, and they were both aspiring directors. So they had a conversation, and John Carpenter was like, hey, uh, yeah, if you want to come on the set and see what I'm doing. So Nick Castle came on, took the invite, and was trying to figure stuff out. And John Carpenter was like, well, if you're going to do something, take that mask and put it on, and I just want you to go walk back and forth and just stand right there. Yeah. And so most of those scenes are Nick Castle just hanging out. And something else I think we should say before the spoilers is that this is not a gory movie. No. No. That no. that was the beauty of it, right? Is yeah. that they well, didn't have the budget only one for the scene blood that has blood. blood in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and at the beginning yeah. of the movie, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of blood yeah. in it. And I noticed. Yeah. I paid attention, yeah. but that I mean, we're talking like just a tat, tat, little because, bit. Yeah, compared to the yeah. rest of the of the <laughs> right. franchise yeah. just, and all tat. slasher it's films. Of course. So it's not a gory movie. If and if for the people who haven't seen it, which I mean, honestly, I don't think Jalissa's seen it, so. But she's not a horror movie person, mm-hmm. so right, right. It, like the the guy that the executive producer said, it was theater of the mind. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's everything we didn't show you, but implied. It's mm-hmm. making you imagine yeah. what and happened, then, and then uh, like you said, drawing out the suspense and putting you on that 
on that precipice. Like, they oh my definitely God, did a good happen? job at that. Like, right. You know something's going to happen. Where is he coming from? Yeah, where, what's, right. you know, what's the deal? I'm not going to say that the cinematography in this was perfect. It was great for what they had. I and love the handheld of it. I, I did too. Yeah, I, thought... I love the fact that they spent almost 25% of their budget on camera. Yes. On camera. Right. That's it. It yeah. was, okay, we've got $70,000. We're buying paying vision cameras. And then the rest of it, we're going to give to Donald Pleasance and a few props. (laughs) Do we know uh, how long it took him to shoot it? uh, So it took them 20, roughly 20 days. I was going to say, it had to have been really fast. And then Donald Pleasance, they only actually got for one week Mm -hmm. of that entire shoot. That's why he's in such a panic all the time. And he was drunk for (laughs) most of it. Yes, and grumpy, too. (laughs) He hated it. Well, I don't, I mean... That, well, that's uh, why he came back for the sequels, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah he came yeah, back right. from that moolah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was happy to come back for the yeah. second. Oh, I'm sure. Seventy million on a three hundred thousand dollar budget. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get into spoilers, would you guys recommend this movie, and who would you recommend it to? Everyone, you should watch it. I think yeah. it's a it's one of a it's a staple. It's a staple Halloween movie. Yeah. yeah. It's not overly scary. Mm-hmm. I think that everyone can enjoy it. Uh, so I recommend to everybody. Yeah. Okay. E for everybody. <laughs> about you? Yes, definitely. And, and I mean, it's the very first Halloween movie. Yeah. So you definitely need to watch it before you can watch any of the others. So yeah. definitely. Tis the season. I, I yeah. say anybody that enjoys the slasher genre now that hasn't seen it, you need to go back and Pay see respects. the original. Yeah. Pay where your where it began. See where all this started because this was the original slasher film. Well, there was one prior right. to that, but this was like the one that put it on. Yeah, this map. one is the one that took off yeah. and you know made its mark and everybody copied in some form mm. this formula. Right. Was it teenagers and monsters? Right. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, just all kinds of things, and and we'll get into discussing a lot of the things that everybody thinks this movie is about, and it's not. Right, it really isn't. There's not a lot of thought into this movie. Mm-hmm. People break it down way too much, but it, a lot everybody should see it, especially if you're a horror movie fan. If you haven't seen this movie, what are you doing? I mean, it's Halloween. Who yeah, has I don't know anybody that hasn't seen it. Right, besides now, Jalissa, I didn't know, she and, and she it. might have. I doubt it though. Yeah, I mean, I she doesn't said, like horror movies. She doesn't. She's not a big movie yeah. person. And That's I show her stuff, and then she's like, "Oh, that was really good." And I'm like, "I know. Yeah. Listen to me. <laughs> There's thousands of more movies just like this. Yeah. If you would just sit down I, and watch. I showed her The Great Outdoors, and <laughs> oh, I think we've watched that 50 times now. She was like, "I really awesome. like that movie." <laughs> so sheltered. I know. Maybe for another time. I'll start one crazy summer for. Oh, that's a good Ooh, one too. Yeah. I like. I love that movie. Yeah. All right. Um, I would I would definitely recommend this to I don't know anybody over the age of fourteen. Um, if you watch the TV cut, uh, if you don't watch the TV cut, maybe seventeen, just because there is some nudity and whatnot yeah, in it. So. I agree. I don't know. I kind of feel like that's implied, right? Any yeah. horror movie like that, just, just yeah, for sure. Body. <laughs> I would I would say fifteen and up. Yeah, they're just boobies, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're on a pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's your last chance. We all recommend that you watch Halloween, especially for this season of Halloween. Do it, David. Three, two, one. Spoiler time. Spoilers. Spoilers. (laughs) Welcome to spoiler section. 
we are going to start off with a little trivia. Are we ready? Let's do it. Number one, what is the town Michael Myers Sanatorium is located in? I don't know that one. I know it's, it's 150 not in miles away. I know it's not in Haddon. <laughs> um, it's, uh, hold on. Peoria. Oh, God. I don't know. Lancaster. I don't know. Yeah. Smith Grove. Smith Grove. But it is 150 miles away. Yeah. Is it? All yeah. Right. yeah. That's another big plot hole. What? <laughs> Whose grave does Dr. Loomis visit upon arriving at Haddonfield? Number three. Who does Lori want to go to the dance with? Ben. Ben Trainer. Oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> we got two. <laughs> Good job. What movie is Lori and Tommy watching before making a Jack Lantern? The thing. Yeah. The thing. Correct. That's a little foreshadowing for John Carpenter's career right there. That's true. So, oh man. <laughs> His, yeah. his the thing is, oh, it's so good. Oh, God damn, you know, watch, so good. Watch, watch David's opinion drop yeah. of, of me right now. I've never seen the thing. What? I don't. I think that your brain will explode. It's so oh, good. Yeah. The practical effects in that movie are mind-blowing. That's what it said, but bar none. Oh, that is for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be our Thanksgiving movie. Right. There's, right. I thought you didn't want to make this a horror podcast. I know, damn it. <laughs> it just happens. They're fun to review. Right, right. <laughs> sure. Right. All right, question number five. What is the total body count of the movie? Hold on, wait. Bonus quest, Bonus points 15? if you can name the people. Oh. Okay, so the sister that he kills. Judith, yep. Okay. And then, and then the the nurse does he kill her? Or does she get away? She no. gets away, but the truck driver where he gets his jumpsuit, jumpsuit. is dead. Yeah. Ooh, that's not the same movie. Yes, it is. Yes, it, it is. Yeah, is it? Is. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, we've Luna stops two. and sees the truck so and, and sees it. Michael's clothes. Yes. And and, and then it pans out, and the truck driver's laying in the grass. Yeah. Okay. So the truck driver, uh-huh. the sister, the. PJ's the, character, the couple, her boyfriend, uh-huh. the other girl, uh-huh. the other uh, babysitter, Friend, yeah, uh-huh. her boyfriend, her boyfriend. I think. Hold on, now. Yeah, he hangs him on the wall. No, that's no. that's Bob. Or that's with the glasses. That's Bob. Okay, that's Bob. Did you already count him? I want to say five. No, but then there's the I other it was girl. Seven total. So he, get, he goes into the house and she's on the phone with her friend. Right. And he kills her so too. The two girls, there's six. Judith, the truck driver, the guy, and the, there's three girls. Oh, okay. So six. Six. So might be a trick question with body count, not totally human count. Oh. Oh, the dog. The dog. There you go. Oh. So that makes seven. Seven. The answer, See, I remember, the answer is yeah. six, though. <laughs> you thought you were going to get us with the truck driver, didn't you? I did. I really yeah. did. See, so. I, I'm, I'm used to. I, I, I prefer the Rob Zombie version. If I'm going to watch Halloween, I prefer the Rob Zombie version, just because it's a little more believable. I just love backstory. I love the backstory. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a lot more about the the. For another time. Yeah. Yes. So I'm going to counter with that, though. I think that the reason that I really like this version so much is because it's left so ambiguous. Like, it's just some dude that you have no idea about. Right. And I think that's more terrifying than 
I'm not, I'm not saying that he's, it's a bad he's movie. He's dead at a wall for 15 years, yeah. contemplating <laughs> this night. Right. <laughs> See, I, I, mean. I, am, I am more, I, I like the backstory of actually how he went from this to this. Well, here's yeah. the deal. Without the original Halloween, though, you wouldn't have appreciated that backstory exactly. as much. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly right. I get yeah. it. And, I, and I, that's, again, I, you have to see Because you're movie. like, why is this guy, and why is he a machine? Yeah. Like, he has no feelings at all. None. Physical, mm-hmm. emotional, nothing. Right. He just, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, bonus question. Oh. What is the mask that Michael Myers wears in the movie? We know this one. Captain Kirk. Captain it's a, Kirk. It's a William Shatner. There you go. Captain Kirk painted white, trimmed the hair, painted it more black, <laughs> cut the eyes, I used, hole, yeah. eye holes out a little bit more. Yeah. I used to have the Dawn Post Michael Myers mask. I have no idea where, where like with the hair. I mean, it was like legit. Nice. They actually spent a dollar ninety eight total. That's pretty cool. Well, they bought two because mm-hmm. they bought a clown mask and then that and then one. that one to see which one I'm they so wanted. Glad they didn't go with the clown mask. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> been terrible. So I also love how not impressed William Shatner is with that fact. Right. Right. Yeah. He's mentioned it a couple times, just Could like, eh, impress. cool. Didn't <laughs> I didn't get any of that money. Right. No kidding. <laughs> <Not at> all. <laughs> all right. So it is now time for our long form review. Halloween night, 1963. Judith Myers is at home spending an evening with her boyfriend. Judith and her boyfriend eventually leave the living room and go upstairs. Yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Sorry, is really fast. Oh right? yeah, exactly. We're talking like, like twenty seconds. No I'm like, damn. So, so it was realistic. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't even think you can get your like, clothes off in that amount of time. He went up and went. Sorry. Bye. No wonder he left. Sorry oh, to gosh. interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. All right, continue. This is gonna be a long one. Yeah, it might be. This might be longer than the exorcism. Yeah. So Michael then enters the house wearing a clown costume. Goes in the kitchen and grabs a butcher knife out of the drawer, then hides in the living room until he sees the boyfriend leave. Michael Myers walks up the stairs and finds the boyfriend's discarded clown mask on the floor, picks it up and places it over his head. Walks into Judith's bedroom, where she is sitting in the front of the vanity mirror, brushing her hair. Michael begins stabbing her repeatedly. She eventually falls out of the chair onto her bedroom floor, where she dies. Michael then walks out of the room, down the stairs, and out of the house, where a shocked Mr. and Mrs. Myers arrive at home. Finding their son holding a bloody butcher knife in his hand, Mr. Myers pulls the mask off of Michael's head and reveals that his blank and expressionless face. Quick question. He's dressed up as a clown, but he doesn't have a clown mask. Well, but uh, the boyfriend he, has he, he found it. Yeah. No, he yeah. found it on the, the couch. Yeah. He pulls it, and he was like, oh, look so at this. So it was his mask? Yeah. The it was bo- the little boy's mask. Okay, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. think so? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it went with so, the costume. I, what I liked about that opening scene is the camera work starts off. It's the point of view of Michael, and yeah. he's walking around the house, and he's, you know, he looks. it's him looking in the window, seeing his sister and the boyfriend, right. and then they go upstairs, You know, and he does all the stuff. But all of that is from his point of view. What you think is an adult. Right. You have no idea. You it's have a no child. idea what it is yeah. until mm-hmm. he walks out of the house. Yeah. And it was, yeah, yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. Just, I also wonder how they like the filter they used that the tint, right? Yeah, Yeah. just the the eye hole filter. Mm -hmm. Um, It has to just be like a piece of paper that they had to cut out. Yeah, yeah, for their budget on that 
thing we watched, they, that's what they said. They just put the mask over the... Yeah, they put the, the, they put the mask yeah. over I love it. Well, I love that even yeah. more. I that's think fantastic. that's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. And the, and the problem I had with the end of that scene is the parents are just so completely unbelievable. Yeah. Like, they take the mask off and they're just like... Michael. Michael. Darn it. What are you doing? What are you doing, right. Michael? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, you just killed you your found the knife. But the kid, though, his expression's perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's spot it's on. It's scary. Yeah, it is scary. So, like, he, he does not care. No. <laughs> yeah. But also, I mean, I just when did that happen? When did that switch happen? Right. Because she doesn't act like she's afraid of him. Yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. So something just clicked and he was yeah. like, I'm right. done. Got a bad piece of candy. Yeah. yeah. And that, that that's really where it is. all started. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody gave that Found kid a, one of those razor blade apples. Orange. Yeah. You know, mushy things. Ones. I love that. I don't know where the quote, the, you know, drugs and candy. And people are like, people don't want to give drugs away for free. They sell drugs. <laughs> right. Like, why would they put drugs right. and candy? <laughs> I think it's expensive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that opening shot, too, it is, in my opinion, one of the best parts of the movie. Because they used Steadicam the entire time, mm-hmm. and they talked about how they film that they were using it ran for that exact length of time for how long it took for the track, like the tracking of walking through the house, going up the stairs with that scene, and they only filmed it three times, yeah. and then they spliced together yeah. it in three different spots, and they used three parts That's of different cool. cuts. Yeah, the, uh, cool. the canisters for the the Steadicam only holds four and a half minutes of film. So they had to plan out when they were going to take the cut. Right. And so they planned it out. So when he puts the mask on, that's, that's a cut. Yeah. And it just goes into the next mm-hmm. reel. Yeah. And then when he comes out of the house, right. before he's coming down the yeah, that's, stairs. That's, that's, that's very cool. It, it, so. was, it was like they did a lot of hard work mm-hmm. with this budget. Like really got their money's worth. Oh, out yeah. Of this oh, I agree. Like, I, like no other film in, in history, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Like y- y'all bang for your buck on this thing for right. sure 15 years later it is a rainy night as dr samuel loomis and nurse marion chambers drive to smith grove sanatorium they are charged with transferring their patient 21 year old michael myers from the hospital to hardin county courthouse so he can stand trial for his crimes loomis also why 20 15 years later and they're no. still reaching trial I right know. well i i guess since now that he's maybe well, they, maybe they thought he wasn't fit to stand trial and he was a juvenile. Oh, okay. In 78 he still would have been 18. Be? Yeah. Is when That's he would have aged like, out of that program. I don't think but, I don't anyway. think it needs to be dissected. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> You're right. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, we, it's I mean like, he he you know Dr. Loomis says he hasn't said a word in 15 years so they're not going to just let him yeah. out. Yeah. He would have so. stayed there. I love like, how riled up Dr. Loomis is <laughs> yeah, all, all the, the time. time. Right? I love it so much. Like He's a, so he the biggest attack. drama queen. He really <laughs> is. Like He needs to talk a, take like, a chill pill. Every time he talks, and you can see it every time he talks to somebody about Michael Myers, and he's just, just going off. Yeah. And they're just like, dude, will you relax? It's, just it's calm one down. guy. Calm I thought down. you were the psychiatrist. <laughs> Loomis warns Marion about how dangerous Michael is. Although the patient hasn't spoken a word in over 15 years, Loomis frivolently believes that he is a psychopath. As they approach the main gate, they notice several of the patients outside wandering in the rain. Loomis gets out of the car to check the gate, leaving Marion by herself. Michael appears and leaps atop of Marion's car, 
He reaches inside to grab her, and Marion guns the vehicle. She brings it to a quick stop and exits the car. Michael jumps inside and drives off. So in the shot, uh, you, you skipped over a part where he busts the window. The window, inside, right. And yep. you can clearly see the wrench that they have taped to his hand. And, because right. he had tried breaking the window several times and he couldn't do it. Right. So they had to put a wrench in his hand and you could see it. It was painted like flesh colored, but it was so easily picked <laughs> out. And he breaks the window, you know, and then pulls her, tries to pull her out or whatnot. Yeah. So he gets in the car and drives away. Right. How? He, he went into the sanatorium at 6. I'm kind of thinking that there's not a driver's ed program yeah. in the sanatorium. Right? He, <laughs> he doesn't learn to know how to That drive is a little bit a of um, I mean, so if he went when he was 6, so he's ridden in cars, so he, he knows probably how they function, right? But <laughs> come on. But mm. again, we're in 1978. They bring it up later <laughs> in the movie, don't they? Like, he didn't know how to drive. They right. say that in the movie. Yeah, yeah. and he goes, well, yeah. he looks like he did a pretty good but job. But I also yeah. think yeah. that Michael Myers is way more intelligent than people think he is. For like, sure. I that's mean, for sure. He must, because yeah. he that's lasts for, sure. for how many movies? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think that that's the superhuman yeah, part exactly. of him. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah I, think he, yeah, I think he's really and intelligent. Then, and then can navigate 150 miles back to his hometown. <laughs> exactly. Right. He's like... Yeah, I know where so you, I'm going. It's I'm that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where I'm going. I'm good. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take that as face value, whatever. I'll believe it. In the town of Haddonfield, Illinois, high school student Lori Strode leaves her house and begins walking to school. Her father, a realtor, asks her to drop off a key at the Myers house. Along the way, she comes upon young Tommy Doyle, whom Lori frequently babysits. She has plans to look after him on Halloween night. And as Tommy launches a barrage of questions at Lori, she turns to drop the key off at the Myers house. Tommy warns her that it is a spooky house. <laughs> she slips the key through the mail slot, but there is someone inside the house staring through the window at her. Lori doesn't notice the strange shape peering back at her, but it keeps a close eye on her as she continues to walk to school. At Smith's Grove, Loomis argues with the hospital administrator, Terrence Wynn. He blames him for allowing someone like Michael to escape. Wynn doesn't understand how he could have orchestrated such a breakout, citing that he doesn't even know how to drive a car. Loomis retorts with, he was doing very well last night. (laughs) Real quick, just to interrupt. So do you think that all of this happened with Lori just because she dropped the key off? I couldn't help but think that. Yeah, I, there, I thought that so too. Was, I mean, there's no other reason for him to pick her out besides mm-hmm. he was the first teenage girl that he saw. saw. Okay, so I'm foggy still because, again, there's so many iterations of this movie. Well, sure. Is she the mm-hmm. sister to Michael Myers? No. Not in this movie. Not in, not this, in this movie. Not in this movie? Not, not in, in this movie. movie. Okay. No. You find out later. Yeah, but that's, I mean... In this movie, she oh. that is not. She's it. just some it's, girl. I think it's just a coincidence. Yeah. 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 Okay. It is a co- I yeah. In this movie, it yes. is a, a coincidence that mm-hmm. she walks up, yeah. drops the key off, right. and he happens to be in there and sees her, and the obsession starts at right, right at that moment. Okay. For sure. So it's her dad's fault. <laughs> Blame the dad. It's her dad's fault. <laughs> it's Lori's fault. If he would have got off his lazy ass and taken the key to the Myers house before ten a.m., because that's what time they what were going to come the look kid's at name? it. The little kid's Tommy. Tommy. No. It's if she would have listened to Tommy. 
Well, no, because nothing would have happened because please. he warned her. It was just Don't go up there. It's a bad Don't idea. But I mean, it no, it's her dad's fault. Mm-mm. The whole movie is Listen caused because Tommy. of her dad. <laughs> Tommy's the real hero. <laughs> He's the hero. Right. The problem is her dad. Tommy is he knows. Yeah. Don't mess knows. with the Myers. And I think that's kind of common with any horror movie now is you have to have that point of no return. Right. Yeah. So here we are. Thanks, Dad. Going yeah. all in. <laughs> Which is the only time you ever see your dad in this movie. At Haddonfield Elementary School, a group of bullies start antagonizing the smaller Tommy Doyle. They circle around the boy who is carrying a pumpkin and begins chanting, The Boogeyman is going to get you. Tommy is scared, turns to run, but falls and smashes his pumpkin. The kids take off and run, one of whom has a chance encounter with the shape. The shape, in reality, Michael Myers, gets into the car he has stolen from the hospital and shadows Tommy Doyle. 73 miles outside of Haddonfield, Loomis pulls his BMW off to the side and makes a foot telephone call from a payphone to Sheriff Lee Brackett in Haddonfield. He warns him about Michael Myers and tells him that he is coming to Haddonfield. Loomis hangs up and inspects a nearby empty truck bearing the logo of Phillips Garage. He finds a set of discarded hospital robes in the bushes next to the truck. What he doesn't see is the body of a dead mechanic lying in the underbrush only a few feet away. <laughs> Later in the afternoon, school lets out, and Lori meets up with her friends, Linda and Annie. They're both the worst. Oh, yeah. Annie's Terrible. The best. Watch They're it. Both the worst. I'm sitting right here. Do you <laughs> see anything you like? <laughs> <laughs> That was Linda, though. Yeah. <laughs> Linda complains about all of the new cheers that she has to learn. Totally. While Annie, yeah, yeah, Annie huffs about exactly. how her boyfriend, Paul, dragged her into the boys' locker room. Right? Oh, scandalous. How dare you? As they walk home, Lori stops as she realizes that she forgot her chemistry book. The car slowly drives by, and Annie shouts at the motorist. The car screeches to a halt and then starts up again. The three girls resume their conversation and go over their plans for Halloween night. Lori plans on babysitting Tommy, while Annie will be babysitting a girl named Lindsay Wallace three doors down. Not the band. <laughs> Linda has a date with her boyfriend, Bob. Bob. His, his brother, Weave. Bob doing Bob things. Stop it with the dad jokes. <laughs> Your last name up and down the water. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. <laughs> Wait, what was you that? What it. was that good dad joke last night? I told him. This. Hold on. Do you know why the monster wouldn't eat the ghost? Because he tastes like sheet. Mm, oh, sheet. So do you a... know the difference between wallpaper and toilet paper? No. Gross. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing last night. <laughs> that will not be edited. Gross. <laughs> cool. <Dang it. laughs> The girls continue walking, and Lori suddenly sees the shape standing just beyond a hedge. She is disturbed by the strange mask that he is wearing. Do you think it was just because it's Captain Kirk's mask, or was it? No, just... it was creepy. Yeah. It was creepy. Any, it could have been any mask. Any and mask would have been creepy. It was. It's the half body, like yeah, that's Lurkin. intentional. Oh right? yeah. And yeah. now that's a weird meme all the time. And the way he disappears, 
it makes me wonder if when the camera is not on him, he's running. Right. Yeah. He's like, because oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's so quick, you know. <laughs> Especially coming up when she sees him again out the window, and yeah. then she looks back and he's gone, yeah. and she has like a huge view of the yard, and he's just gone. So he's like. <laughs> I like so fast. I like to think he's just like hiding like horizontally behind a tree and just like I hope she doesn't see me. Ooh. Yeah, she can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> he's hiding behind the, the long the pole that's holding up the laundry. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope, no, I'm invisible. So just as quickly as he'd appeared, he disappears again. He ran away. Annie, who did not see the man, inspects the hedge and turns up nothing. She teases Lori, telling her that she's scared away yet another potential boyfriend. The girls split up, and each of them return to their respective homes. Lori is still on edge about the image she saw, and she goes to the house and walks upstairs to her bedroom. She looks out the window and believes she sees the shape standing in the backyard amongst the clotheslines. In the blink of an eye, he is gone again. The telephone in Lori's room suddenly rings, and Lori answers it. All she hears is strange noises coming over the line. Okay, so it's 1978. She has a phone in her room. She's no. rich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Ring three times. And let me know you're home. Yeah, so. right. exactly. Right. <laughs> Startled, she quickly hangs up, and the phone rings again, and this time it's Annie. Annie wants to know why Lori hung up on her. Apparently, she had been chewing food the first time she called. And tells Lori that she will pick her up. You at can six. hear it. You can hear <laughs> yeah. it in the first call. Them. You can hear it on the first call. Because <laughs> that's such a phobia of mine. Right. I noticed it right off the bat. I'm like, gross. <laughs> I know it's so bad. It's a steadfast mm-hmm. rule in my home. Mine yes. too, Lee. Chew with your mouth it closed. makes me see red. <laughs> will eat alone. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'll get up and move. I'll be like, see y'all later. Nope, I, I'm like, nope, shut that up right now. Yep, I'm the same way. I really am. So Don't be chewing your food over here loud. Right. <laughs> hey, knock that off right now. <laughs> Oh, goodness. (laughs) Meanwhile, Dr. Loomis arrives in Haddonfield. He goes to the cemetery, and the gravekeeper leads him to the grave of Judith Myers. When they get there, however, they discover that the gravestone is missing, and Loomis solemnly declares, He's come home. Interestingly enough, during this scene, Loomis starts warning, like, the gravekeeper how dangerous Michael is. Mm -hmm. And then the gravekeeper's like, Oh, just like three years ago, this guy came up and took an axe to this other dude. and you know, <laughs> Happens whatever. in every town. Every, There's yeah. one in every town. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Allegedly, that is based on one of the production teams like dated a girl whose family was a part of the Kentucky Mafia. And the father apparently was taken out by axe, and they used that story... Yoinks <laughs> for that. I didn't know there was a Kentucky mob. It's a real feel good <laughs> so there's probably a Missouri mob. I think there's a mob in every state. Yeah, like yeah. Franchises. Can franchise it. Mafia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Annie and Lori keep driving. Lori has a pumpkin with her that she says she's giving to Tommy Doyle. She believes that carving jack o' lanterns will keep him occupied. Annie intends on subjugating little Lindsay Wallace to six straight hours of horror films. 
turning the corner, they pick up. The word you're looking for is subjecting. Subjecting. Subjugate. Subjugating. Subjugate. My favorite word. Annie intends to subjugate little Lindsay Wallace to six straight hours of horror films. Do you know what else were they doing in the car at that time? Oh, yeah. They were smoking the devil's devil's reefer. Yeah. But I also, I love them pulling up to the dad, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like they're smoking in a car with both windows up. And he comes up with a smile and and he's like, hey, girl. He down one window and I'm like, no, you just got busted. Unless this is the dumbest cop in the world that doesn't know what weed smells like. What the hell? Turning the corner, they pull up Nichols Hardware where they find Annie's father, Sheriff Lee Brackett, standing outside. An alarm is ringing and several other police officers are walking about the scene. Apparently, someone broke inside and stole Halloween costumes, a knife, and a rope. A couple knives. Probably probably kids. Probably just darn kids. Just kids. It's just oh, those it kids. Darn Do you kids. think the rope was uh, to get the head headstone? It, it could have been. You already had the headstone, I thought. Because he went to the well, I, but first. I think that this door got broken yeah, too. Probably, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because how the heck is he going to lift that out of the ground? And it was like perfectly lifted out right, of the ground. Right. So, because I was always like, "What right. do you use the rope for?" And then Drug I was like, "Someone different." Strength, yeah. Yeah. Drug it out. With a car. He just kicked it over. Yeah. Right. Picked up one hand. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Boom. Annie and Lori drive off, and minutes later, Doctor Loomis arrives. He introduces himself to Sheriff Brackett. While Annie and Lori are driving, they are begin discussing their boyfriend troubles. So Lori is an introvert and is too shy to ever ask a boy on a date. She expresses an interest in a student named Bennett Tramer. Little do the girls realize, but the shape is in the car behind them, following them around. Fast forward to Halloween night. Evening falls and the shape continues to follow Hold Annie on. and so- Lori. I don't think it's the first time I've ever heard the shape, but is that like a common reference for him? That was yeah. the name of the that character for a long time. Was the shape? Just was the, the shape. shape right? Huh. And they came up with Michael Myers later. So script wise, it was the shape. the shape the entire time. That's cool. And uh, I was reading somewhere, and I I wasn't able to confirm it or not, but apparently they never say Michael Myers. But two times in the entire film, they and either it's just Doctor Loomis that says it, right? Yeah, yeah. At the at, towards the beginning of the film, yeah, and he just and calls him yeah. Michael. Yeah. the rest of the right. film. So evening falls, and the shape continues to follow Annie and Lori. He pauses while Annie drops Lori off at the Doyle house. Annie then pulls into the Wallace driveway directly across the street. The shape gets out of the car and watches as Annie talks with Mister and Missus Wallace, which is also not three doors down. Just saying. It's across the street. It's right across the street. Directly across the street. Mm -hmm. Cat corner, I guess. Yeah. Boom. Sorry, little details like that drive me crazy. For sure. Sorry about that. (laughs) That is an easy script change. (laughs) But meanwhile, (laughs) meanwhile, I guess. (laughs) Meanwhile, Doctor Loomis meets back up with Sheriff Brackett. They go to the old, rundown Myers home. Wandering through the first floor, they find the partially eaten remains of a dog. Brackett could not believe that a man would do this, but Loomis reminds him, this is not a man. The two men go upstairs and Brackett shows him Judith Myers' bedroom. Loomis tells Brackett about his history with Michael Myers. He details how they spent 15 years studying Michael, only determined that there was nothing inside, and this child's mind was pure 
evil. At the Doyle house, Lori reads Tommy a King Arthur story, but Tommy would rather have her read his comic books. Annie calls the house to see how Lori is doing. She tells her that she has set her up on a date with Ben Tramer. Go Annie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Lori cannot believe that Annie would do something like that and is completely embarrassed. She wants Annie to call her back to cancel the date, but she refuses. While in the midst of the telephone call, Tommy looks outside and catches a glimpse of the shape across the street at the Wallace house. He runs back to tell Lori that he has just seen the boogeyman. But Lori naturally does not believe him. Which is bullshit. For sure. You've had this dude following you all day long and you've seen him. And now now you She saw him outside the school when she was looking through. She saw him in the hedges. She saw him through the window looking down at him. By the laundry. Right. Right. So you've seen him all day long and now all of a sudden you just don't believe that this guy's outside? Darn kids. Well, I can't scare the Continue. kid, you know. Terrible, All right, right. I'm, I'm done acting like Dr. Loomis. Continue. <laughs> exactly. Don't He's understand. <laughs> He's not a man. <laughs> He's evil. Pure evil. Pure evil. Pure town, Charles. Where's my wine? <laughs> At the house, Amy spills popcorn oil all over herself uh, and decides that she has to change her clothes. And get naked. Let's see completely get, get naked, naked because of I, the I don't know why. popcorn oil. Right? We have to. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. And while fumbling around for a robe and some detergent, <laughs> Michael spies on her from the outside. The Wallace's dog, Lester, catches his scent and begins barking. Michael waits for the dog to come outside and then kills it. So he killed two dogs? Uh-oh. Yes, he does. There's two dogs. Oh. Two dogs. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. We get a point back. That's <laughs> right. ah, redemption. <laughs> no, you guys got that one right. No, because no, it's the dog outside Amy. Amy, yeah. or whatever, a, the little Lindsay. This Lindsay. dog's driving me Lindsay. crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> He's done. He must be in heat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Good. Okay. Oh, okay. no. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Never mind. Are you ever going to get this done? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Annie brings her soiled clothes to an exterior laundry shed in the backyard, which, by the way, what the hell is a laundry room doing in a shed outside? Uh, rich <laughs> this people. house built in I, the 1700s? I definitely thought that. I was yeah. like, what is, yeah, what's going on here? I've never heard of a laundry oh. shed in my life. Right. Of course, this is supposed to be Illinois, but, but it's, it's not. 1978. Right. Exactly. So I'm like, no, that's not possible I mean, to maybe have like in, in Florida where it's nice most of the year. Right. But yeah. like you're going to go do laundry when well, it's winter. Right. This that's was, what I was this like. This was not filmed happen. in California. Exactly. Right. So, but it's supposed that's to be I was Illinois. Like, right. In the Midwest, we can't do that. Which is another, not, which is another plot not. problem for me. Yes. Because this is supposed to be October 31st in Illinois. Right. And it looks like Jan- or July 1st in Illinois. I mean, no it's brown green. leaves anywhere. And also, so. no one knows how to work any doors in this movie. No. Right? <laughs> At all. Uh-uh. Tommy! How does this Shut work? Tommy! Shut your door. <laughs> it's a knob. Right. <laughs> Turn it. Turn it. 
I don't. I up don't and down, right? Yeah. Up and down. Yeah, that's a pull it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Push it. Right, right. And, uh, bop it. Oh, Twist no. it. <laughs> We've gone on track again. Here we go. It happens. <laughs> but, well, so funny enough about that, they used like two bags of leaves for the entire mm-hmm. movie. Right. And every time they emptied it out for they a had to scene, go catch them. pick them up and catch them. <laughs> And then put them back in. And not destroy them. <laughs> exactly. Because right. Because these are brittle, like, oh, yeah. fragile things. So, and they the were... whole time I'm looking at the trees that are planted, I'm going, those well, are all green. Right. I'm like, what were they thinking the whole time? I'm like, well, and, you know, they had, they had three pumpkins to work with for the <laughs> right. entire time. And one of them true. wasn't even a pumpkin. It was some Brazilian gourd. gourd. Right. They Spray painted orange. orange. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> She hears the door suddenly crack open and thinks it might be her boyfriend, Peter. She goes and closes the door, but when she tries to open it again, a moment later, she finds that it is locked. She begins calling out to little Lindsay Wallace, but Lindsay is in the main house, engrossed in a scary movie, and doesn't hear her at all. Lindsay seems like an asshole. Yeah, Dude, for sure. Lindsay! <laughs> she never responds to anything. <laughs> <laughs> she can stay out there watching my movie. I'm being subjugated to yeah, this. Exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> Paul calls the house and asks Lindsay to get Annie for her. Lindsay hangs up on Paul, but does indeed go out back to find her babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> bye, Paul. <laughs> Did she even say bye? No, she, she just hangs just up the boom. phone. <laughs> this sounds like a phone hanging up. Right. <laughs> it's a 70 phone, you just slam it. <laughs> oh, there's nothing more satisfying than that. Right? <laughs> I know. She frees Annie from the locked room and tells her that Hold Paul on. called. Hold on. Annie was stuck in a window. Yeah. She... Yeah. She tries to go out the back window when yeah. she comes in her foot is stuck and yeah. so she unsticks her and she says, Don't tell anyone I got stuck in a window <laughs> yeah. and even yeah. admits to being an idiot yeah. because she got stuck in a window. Right. And yeah. it, I believe the the little girl says, I'm telling everybody. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the first thing she does when she yeah. calls Paul back. Yeah. She's like, She, she just got stuck, stuck in a window. Like every kid. Oh, I know. And yeah, suggestive positioning there too thanks what? yeah she got stuck in a window in the washing machine what? in yeah. the dryer <laughs> oh my god no stop <laughs> Dear Lord. what are you guys talking about i, I don't know what you, i don't know We're sorry Lee, we annie. <laughs> no. this is why we can't bring annie around <laughs> we forgot you were here <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> right <laughs> Read it somewhere. <laughs> in a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a movie review. <laughs> Annie takes Lindsay across the street to the Doyle house and drops her off with Lori and Tommy. Lori doesn't like the idea of Annie unloading Lindsay on her, so she just goes on a date with Paul. But Annie promises that if she does this favor for her, she might consider calling Ben Tramer and canceling that pre-arranged date, thus saving Lori a lot of embarrassment. Lori finally relents, and Lindsay goes into the living room to watch television with Tommy. And Tommy's, like, excited. He's like, oh, yeah. 
the sauce. What up, Lindsay? What's up? <laughs> I'm showing you. Right? <laughs> Annie goes back to the Wallace house to get the car keys. Here's something, too. Annie goes out to the vehicle, tries to get in the vehicle. It's locked. She goes yes. inside, mm-hmm. grabs the keys to the vehicle, goes back outside, and immediately tries for the door again without even unlocking the car, mm-hmm. opens it, and gets in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. okay. And then that's when she realizes when she's sitting in that the windows are all fogged up. Yeah, it was and doom she's like, at that what moment. is that? And right behind Michael yeah. Myers, yep. start strangling her. And yep. sorry, Annie. so michael raises from the back seat and begins strangling annie with his right hand then pulls out his knife and slashes her across the throat at the doyle house tommy decides to play a trick on Lindsay and begins hiding behind the curtain while doing so he happens to look out the window and sees michael carrying annie's body back into the wallace house he begins to shriek and shouts to Lori that he has seen the boogeyman Lori comes into the other room to calm Tommy down and insists that there is no such thing as the boogeyman. Just a strange man in a mask, killing, mechanic killing clothes, yeah, stalking you by the... It's three times. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> but now she is exasperated with Tommy and threatens to send him to bed. Oh, man. No. Meanwhile... Dr. Loomis keeps a steady vigil over the empty Myers house. He sees a group of kids approaching, each one daring the other to go to the inside, the supposedly haunted house. From behind the bushes, Loomis scares them off by throatly whispering, Lonnie, get your ass away from there. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the best scenes in the movie. I love it. (laughs) And he giggles like, yeah. It's the only time time he's not riled up. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) The kids run at the sound of his voice, and Loomis leans back with a satisfied smile growing across his face. Sheriff Brackett then appears and tells Loomis that he is losing faith in the doctor's assertion over the pending threat of Michael Myers. Loomis tells him about the stolen headstone, but Brackett dismisses it as there is nothing more than a Halloween prank. So, right. Those darn kids breaking yeah. headstones. Because mm-hmm. I mean, so easy. they're very portable. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they don't weigh solid grain. They weighed three, four hundred pounds, pounds, right? right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. At least. That's why they broke in and stole the knife so they could right? chisel away at the granite mm-hmm. headstone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Linda and her boyfriend Bob pulls up to the Wallace house in Bob's van. They are both somewhat inebriated, and they're are empty beer cans strewn about the inside of the van. I really hate both these characters. I do too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I hate them. Why? Bob's a turd. Well, first of all, they have sex. And Linda so says totally 45 sex. million times. Everything yeah. she says is totally. totally. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's known for that. Like, I yeah. Get it, but her she, merch says totally, totally if you go see her at like a Comic-Con or yeah. And stuff, totally. Yeah. And apparently she ad-libbed most of her lines. That does not surprise me. So, And, and listen, she's like the sweetest person ever. I've oh, met her yeah. one time. She she's so nice. Awesome. But I much prefer her in the movie Stripes. Really? That should definitely be for another time. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what about Carrie? She's in that too. She's in Stri- Carrie. Stripes is her best movie. Yeah. 
They want to spend some time with Annie, but are also hoping to find a place where they can be intimate with another. Did you get the feeling that they wanted to be intimate with Annie, too? I didn't. No. 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 I just... <laughs> I did, no, I did not. Um, no, I think they just wanted them to also go out get laid, too. Also. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. My wife was the one that brought that up, so yeah. it wasn't me. That's not gonna make the cut. That's not making the cut at all. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna ask her. I'm walking out here and asking. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's right. Because Annie's boyfriend never never materialized because she's already dead. Yeah, yeah. So funny enough, the times that Annie does talk to her boyfriend, it is actually John Carpenter talking on the phone on the other end on the other line <laughs> and so he anytime you not anytime but most of the time when you hear somebody on the phone that's a male voice it's john carpenter oh nice so D- yeah i think isn't she the one that dated him no that was the um the writer um deborah oh, hill okay. deborah hill okay yeah i was gonna say so they quickly discover that Annie is not around. Lindy calls Lori to see if she knows where Annie is, and Lori tells her that she is off on a date with her boyfriend, and now she is stuck watching Lindsay. Linda tells Bob the news, and they both smile, knowing that they now have the house completely to themselves. They go upstairs into the master bedroom and have sex. Hold on, Wait real quick. They weren't going to read the Bible? Uh, but also, yeah, something that drove me—it's cr- just stupid. But yeah. when he gets her out of the car and he carries her up to the house, he just leaves his van door open. Oh yeah, <laughs> it drove me crazy. I'm like, you really aren't going to use her foot to like shut the door? It's... He left it open, Lee. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It drives me crazy. <laughs> it's Thunderdome and I just if I was if I, we're leaving doors open on vans. Was, we're coming I back was, to lock. If I was unlocked. the director, though, I would be like, "That has got to be fixed." Maybe yeah. it's maybe it's canon though, because they don't know how to work doors. It's true. The game is <laughs> I mean, people are leaving their. I mean, it's not a open. knob, but it is still a it's door. T- it's yeah. still a door. Okay, <laughs> they have sex. Yeah, sex. Go. Afterward, oh, long, long time. <laughs> it's not very long. <laughs> That's not making the seconds. cut. <laughs> Better than yeah. Judith Myers' exactly. sex right. life. <laughs> Linda asks Bob to go get her a beer. He does so, but when he comes back, Michael Myers is waiting for him. He shoves Bob against the wall and stabs him with his knife, pinning him to the wall. Somehow. First of all. Somehow. Hold on. Relieving all the laws of nature and physics and gravity. Well, we've already done that with the headstone, right? So we know that Michael is strong. But he one hands the six foot two football player. Oh, for sure. Pins him against the wall. And then, and, and then stabs the knife with a kitchen, a kitchen knife. so deep into him that it goes into the wood that keeps him right? afloat and upright. I would like that knife upright, like he doesn't <laughs> lean forward, like his head doesn't lean no. forward at all. He's just perfectly upright. I'm like, it must have been through is, the spine, locking it in place. And like I said, obliterating all the laws of nature at the same time. I would, there's no gravity now. I would no like gra- to buy that, that knife to use it right? at home, I please. Some chicken with that thing. Yeah. Because they don't make those. Straight through the bone. Yeah. So ignoring 
the laws of the physics. laws of physics. It's a pretty scary. Like, well, yeah. it is, and, and that yeah. and the head tilt. Yeah, there the head tilt does makes yeah. it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just like, side to the, side. I just don't care. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it's it like wonderful. art to him. Yeah. yeah, it's like art to him. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> that was easy. Next. Yeah. Michael takes a moment to admire his work as Bob's body hangs bleeding from the wall. He then takes a bed sheet and drapes it over his body. He places Bob's eyeglasses over the top sheet to fool Linda into thinking that this is actually her boyfriend. He enters into the upstairs bedroom wearing the sheet, and Linda chuckles. She attempts to entice Bob by baring her breast. <laughs> See anything you he like? can't even say See it without like? giggling. <laughs> Have they ever made a Funko Pop of Michael Myers in the sheet? Not in the sheet. No. They have the no. one where he's the split he's got a with knife. the edge. Yeah. I, I've seen that that I hate because the mask stops on his face. It doesn't go around his head. Yeah. Oh, wow. It yeah. drives me do crazy. Do you have a Michael Myers Yeah, one? I do. Yeah. But yeah. just a plain why wouldn't they make the sheet? I think that that right? would be that'd way be really cooler. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. She then demands the beer that Bob was meant to retrieve for her. But still, the shape does nothing. Angrily, so... Funny enough, on that scene that we were just talking about, where she's she's, oh, you don't see anything you like? That was not her line at all. I love your impersonation of her. <laughs> Spot on. Yeah, it is. Her, it sounds like to- totally, <laughs> totally. Her line was something completely different, and I guess just to try and be funny, <sighs> she does that scene, and she was talking about how she went to an open opening theater weekend. To see people's reaction to, you know, her scenes or whatnot. This guy was sitting in front of her and he kept looking back or doing something. And she said to him, do you see anything you like? (laughs) That'd been awesome. That would have been so awesome. Well, the guy, I guess the guy retorted and said something like, absolutely not. And then (laughs) she got so embarrassed that she like, she said that she kind of hid in the theater and waited until everybody else left because she didn't want to be embarrassed by... Making that line and then being the person that was in the on the screen. So uh, no, you gotta own that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Angrily, Linda gets up and decides to call Lori again. As she waits for Lori to pick up the phone, the shape discards the bedsheet and glasses and begins strangling Linda with a telephone cord. On the other end of the phone, Lori, believing the caller to be Annie, warns her against playing any more phone pranks. Okay, just just to pause, those of you that were born after 1998-ish, um, phones used to have cords on them, long cords. Right. They would stretch into like the other room sometimes. It was crazy. Sometimes you'd pick up the phone holder and you'll walk it around the house with you mm-hmm. while also... Oh, yeah. So The 50-foot... Yeah. Phone line. Yeah. yeah. That was only for the kitchen phone. It yeah. seemed to be the rule. For You're sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> As the evening wears on, Lori puts Tommy and Lindsay to bed. Where's. I'm not getting into it. I don't remember that. I remember them you... watching the movies on I the I don't couch. remember them. She goes and checks on them and she they're She goes to check on them. Yeah. But also, she's in a completely different outfit, and that drove me crazy. Yeah. She's in like a brown dress throughout the entire, and then she's in jeans, jeans and like too. a denim top. Yeah. And I'm like, how? Evening wear. She that spilled, she took with her to babysit. Right? Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Fair when enough. you spill peanut oil that all over her. Wrong person. Right. <laughs> that was Annie. I know, but, you, you know, know, things happen. Things happen, David. Come on. Continuity is merely a suggestion. All right. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> 20 push-ups, David. Yeah. yeah. You can read. Count them out. <laughs> she decides to take a walk and strolls over to the Wallace house. She sees that none of the lights are on and wonders if Annie is still around. She goes inside and walks upstairs into the bedroom. She finds Annie's body sprawled across the bed, the stolen headstone of Judith Myers resting at the head of the bed, and Lori begins to scream. As she turns around, she finds Linda and Bob's bodies in two separate closets, and Lori runs into the hall. I like how the bed can support a 600-pound headstone without buckling... Even an indention in the bed. Right. It's yeah. just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Nice but I love the Bob fall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The swing down. It's, per- it's, it's great. Awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. it's awesome, too. Yeah. yeah. It, it really is, I don't know how too. he had him secured in that closet. Because I've been in a lot of closets, and there ain't a lot of room above Ooh, I mean, that's what the rope. rope right? The rope! Yeah. <laughs> we figured it Unsung out. Unsung hero of the movie right there. I'm going to need this That and that bed. I'm going to need to make... Those have you seen those action figures they make of like random things in movies? And I'm just gonna make the rope, the rope, yeah, Halloween, Funko Pop, right? Yeah. Have, you seen the rope. The, have you seen the action figure for the force? Yes, it's just, it's just empty, <laughs> and then there's one for I think Predator that's just the blue oh, razor. Nice, oh my gosh, he's using the yeah, it's just the razor, <laughs> and then uh, the shining, it's her cigarette that's like super long, the ash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Ooh, yeah. Michael Myers appears and slashes Lori right across her right arm from behind. Okay, this was a really great scene, I thought. And they covered it in that the movies that made us. They like how can we make this even more dramatic cuz she's she's freaked out. She's right. in the corner and the closet door is right there and it's open and it's completely black. So they described it as, okay, we're going to use a, a light on a dimmer switch and bring that light up, and you can see Michael standing there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so it's like your eyes adjusting to the darkness, and mm-hmm. you can pick this guy out. And it uh, it was creepy mm-hmm. to me. It's like yeah. she's standing there going, like, he's right. There's a scene earlier there. on, too, that it's like through the glass. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, I rewound it because I saw him walk away in the next little take. Yeah. And so I rewound it, and he is staying, like you can barely see him in the background. And then it cuts to another shot, and then right back to the original shot, and you see him turn and walk away. And I'm like, whoa, oh, like yeah. that's cool. Like, so, that's scary stuff to me. Anytime that there's a new, like, release or special edition or, you know, recut or something, they're finding more and more places where Michael is hiding in the background that upon first, second, third, fourth, whatever viewing, mm-hmm. they're just now seeing it. Or, you know, Hollywood's. Are when they remake it, they're through processing it through a better filter to where you didn't see him at first, but he's always been there. Yeah, just without without mm-hmm. eyesight. So the remaster, right? That's I think that's what makes him like the scariest of all of them. Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, like Freddy Krueger never scared me. I always thought he was hilarious. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he's gory and gross, but like mm-hmm. he's hilarious. Like right. Pennywise in the original TV. Like, right? yeah, Tim I Curry. think he is. Hel- I yeah, laugh yeah. my ass off when right? I watch that. I think it's so funny. Right. Um, Jason can be intimidating, yeah. but but Michael That's is when he's scary. Like yeah. I think he's scary for yeah. sure. So silent assassin. That's yeah. it. Yep. Chucky. <sighs> 
I do not find Chucky scary. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> Chucky never. Really, yeah, Chucky didn't do anything. Chucky's he more. Has a really good reason. I know he does, but Chucky's more funny. You know, he like when the mom grabs him and she's like, "Talk to me!" And he's like, blah, blah, blah. "Like that's funny." I'm sorry. <laughs> that's when you throw him into a tub of electricity. Yes. Right. He weighs like six pounds. Exactly. Have a tub of electricity. Going to put on fire. Yeah. So, who are we at? But Where also, sorry, get back to where you were. But uh, that's Scream. I think that that's why Scream's scary, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he, it's it, it, it's it someone real. they know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a that, crazy person. Yeah, that could be and somebody... you never know where he's at, and he's right? hiding like Michael. Um, yeah. That's what... Uh, so, Chelsea, again, I get a lot of guff for not watching demonic you know, demonic stuff. Yeah. Just because I'm not into it, because it scares me a lot of get, me. You get made fun of for not watching that stuff well not made fun of but i get teased about it so my wife always teases me because I think that's a mean thing to tease you about well she does not i'm gonna like... have words with her <laughs> <laughs> go get her go get right her. <laughs> she does not like slasher movies because of the same reason where it is somebody that you know it's somebody that she thinks that it's some somebody could actually do this and it gives people ideas on okay, yeah yeah so but she she does she th- think a demon could could get you well i th- i think it's less of a possibility than somebody grabbing a knife and going after her. so that's where we differ oh i'm like the reasoning possible. skills here right, right. that's all my logic she's totally is not really worried about his physical shell it's, it's his, his immortal soul yeah, right. right 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 which is a little more precious to him sure <laughs> yeah <laughs> not my body right. sorry i don't Me, watch I'm demonic both, movies both. <laughs> yeah. I, i'm in a both both type of situation <laughs> right They're right both, it's possible, she's, yeah. she's always in the in the search for the most demented yeah i'm like what you got like what i want to scared i it's not possible but you know what anymore, you know you will be the most prepared yeah exactly. you'll know how to handle I'm, it all exactly yep i'm like i can i can handle I'm supernatural ready. and that's about it so <laughs> <laughs> so Lori runs yeah up till season five mm. not for another time but anyway she runs to the back door but the handle is blocked with a garden rake on the opposite side so Lori has to smash the glass and release the handle. She manages to run outside and begins screaming for somebody to help her. She goes to the neighbor's house and begins pounding on the door. They turn the light on. Yeah. That was, Notice. That was such a then, crappy thing. It's like you have the worst neighbors. Oh, yeah, of course. It's so messed up. Or, or maybe because, oh, I, it's Halloween. They're just messing with us. Yeah. Darn kids. Right? I mean, but like they look at her. Yeah. Yeah. And then they shut the light shut off. Shut the light off. I was like, damn. Not right? <laughs> so, I mean, in that year, I yeah. mean, I don't see them doing that. So they used to actually tell people in the city or anything like that if they were being attacked, instead of screaming, rape or help me, yell fire. And they'll right? get them outside. And that'll yeah. get people outside to witness. That's so so messed yeah. up. You yeah. suck. Yeah. They're the worst. <laughs> they <Yeah>. are. <laughs> She runs to the back. Oh, gosh. Oh, wow. It's for another time. No, it is not. (laughs) She goes to the neighbor's house, begins pounding on the door, and they refuse to let her in. She then hobbles back to the Doyle's house as Michael methodically stalks after her. The door is locked, and Lori cannot find her keys. She bangs on the door, repeating, shouting, Tommy, let me in, Tommy! Spot on impersonation. Just nailing it. 
Also, I think one of the scariest scenes of course. in the entire movie. And the also slow walk yeah. all the way across the street. Yes. The most, the race, right? my yeah. The most annoying Always. thing to me too, because the cutting between Tommy and between Lori, and it's like the pace that Michael's walking at, dude, he would have yeah. been able to walk down and back to that house right. by the time little Tommy came down and unlocked that dang door. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need that on a shirt. Yeah. When he came down and unlocked that dang door. She throws a potted plant towards Tommy's window and wakes him up. Tommy awakens, but not sensing the urgency in Lori's voice. Taking his time getting down the stairs, he finally lets her in, and Lori tells him to lock Lindsay and himself in the upstairs bedroom and finds the phone is dead. Just do it. That's why. Yeah. Darn kids. But also, Michael was so fast at cutting that phone line. Oh, dude. For sure. I mean, that was the first thing he did. I said, oh, yeah, we got to cut the phone line. Yeah. I like to think he probably did it before. Prior. Yeah. Yeah. So um, after Tommy leaves, Michael appears in the living room. Lori stabs him in the neck with a knitting needle. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Lori hobbles and pushes the kids back into their room and then rushes into an adjacent bedroom where she hides in the closet. Which also is one of my favorite. I love Michael Myers because when you hurt him, he just collapses. Yeah. Right? He gets back up. Yep, back up. But he straight up, like, Boom. collapses into yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, he does have to reboot. And I, I think that's scary. I like For that. For sure. Yeah. Oh, and that's one of the things, too, because Lori, I guess Jamie Lee Curtis has talked about how anytime anybody ever talks to her about the Halloween movies, the biggest question that I always have is, why did your character always drop the knife? Why? Because she has so many chances where she like yeah. knocks him out, or that she could just something. demolish him. Yes, yeah, take that knife and go to work. But I know the answer. What? Jamie Lee Curtis's character represents innocence, and she would never do that. That's true. That's why she survives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's um, all them whores that die, that's right. <laughs> all them fornicators. Oh. Yeah. It's like the number one rule, right? So, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill have stated many times over the years that they did not consciously set out to depict virginity as a way of defeating a rampaging killer. Well, they're wrong. Sorry, yeah. But I think you did. Well, <laughs> they, their I think reasoning. What happened was is everybody that copied this movie ad infinitum through the yeah. years has said, well, this is what they did. So we'll look who it. died. Look who didn't. Even subconsciously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just. We know there. the bad people and the good people. Why right. would they kill the good? But like John why, Carpenter, he, was he like, never goes after kids. You no, know? like he doesn't. he's very yeah. specific in yeah. who he goes after. You know. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that the reason why all the horny teens die is simply because they are so preoccupied with mm-hmm. getting laid that they don't notice that there is a killer at large. On the other hand, Lori Strode spends a lot of time on her own and is therefore more alert to what's going on around her. Horny. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Brains are just incompetent just, yeah. because, she, uh, like David said, she's seen him three times. Yeah. And he still got in the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's hiding in the closet. She's hiding in the closet. But he gets back up, right? He does get back and up. And that's when she flies upstairs and says, yeah. Get in your room and lock it. And she goes, and she, mm-hmm. in the closet. she opens the balcony door 
and then runs into the closet to make it seem like she went out that way. Right. Which is, I love smart characters. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. But also, why didn't you just go over the balcony? Yeah. Right. At this point in time, like, sorry, Tommy and Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'll be fine. They're not her kids. <laughs> right. right. And he's not after them. Right. She didn't know that, but like, no. yeah. But still. Michael comes in after her and begins tearing through the panels of the closet. Cowering in terror, Lori takes a coat hanger and hits Michael in the eye with oh, it. Oh, man, when he turns the light on, mm-hmm. like he's pulling yeah. in. Oh, I, yeah. think, I don't know if it's intentional. He turns that light on and like looks in. Oh, Shit. it's all like, crazy. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And so this, this is the part where the, the props guy for the movie is Michael Myers mm-hmm. in the suit. Okay. Because they only had one door. So it had to be this guy. It had to be this guy. He said, if you don't do this right, I'm going to get mad at you and I'm going to yell at you. So let me do it and I'll I'll make sure it's broken right and done right for the shot Mm -hmm. because we can't recreate it. We don't have any more money and we ain't got any more doors. Right. Right. (laughs) God forbid you go to the junkyard and just... Yeah, find another one. another one. So, and also like the whole build up to that with michael coming into the house they were talking about like it's supposed to make you feel the longer the scenes go on in the house the more claustrophobic it is until you are just trapped in this closet yeah. with Lori. they just keep going into more confined spaces, spaces mm-hmm. until it, there's nowhere left to go exactly so and yeah i think that's that definitely builds and i think that's one of the best scenes in the movie as well she stabs him in the eye forcing him to drop his knife she then picks it up and runs it through his stomach Michael Watt collapses on the floor. Lori goes to the bedroom, tells the kids to go down the street to the McKenzie's house and have the adults call the police. They both run out of the house, screaming in fright. Loomis sees them fleeing and begins trotting towards the Doyle house. Lori takes a moment to collect herself, stands up, but as she does, so does Michael. Oh, him in the background when he sets up that mm-hmm. perfect oh, yeah. setup. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And he's yeah. looking at her. Yeah. Like he's looking time. at her. Oh, it's so good. I love it so much. <laughs> like, we were talking about smart. That is when I'm like, why would you ever turn your back to him? Oh, I know. Right? Like I would have my eyeballs on him the entire, <laughs> the entire time. time. Yeah. As soon as I saw him like move, I'd yeah. be out of there. You put a knitting needle in his eye or right. his neck. You put a hanger in his eye. You put a knife in his gut. Right. He ain't dead yet. Still coming he's for you. Still coming. Still for going. You. I mean, you didn't. You didn't hit his brain. No. You didn't hit his heart. So he's still alive. He comes up behind her and begins strangling her. Suddenly, Lori rips off Michael Myers' mask, causing him to let her go, giving her a chance to see his face before putting his mask back on. So also, they used a different actor on mm-hmm. this, uh, Tony Moran, and the reason that Carpenter told his friend is that he wanted a prettier-looking person with a more angelic face (laughs) to show the juxtaposition of Michael Myers. Douche. (laughs) Loomis then shoots Michael six times before Michael falls over the house's second-story balcony ledge. Lori says, it was the boogeyman, to which Loomis replies, as a matter of fact, it was. Loomis looks down over the balcony to see that Michael is gone. Unsurprised, Loomis stares off into the night while Lori begins sobbing in terror. Places where Michael had previously been and might be are flashed across the screen as his breathing is heard and indicating that he is still alive and could be anywhere. And the last view is of Michael, the Michael Myers house. 
Roll so, credits. Roll credits. So kind of an interesting thing, too, is that Donald Pleasance, uh, one of the big takeaways from this is they knew, they thought that they were, they said that they were working with a professional actor with Donald Pleasance with this scene because initially in the script, uh, Pleasance goes over to the ledge and is supposed to look down and be shocked that Michael Myers is gone. But he went up to Carpenter beforehand and was like, so I can play this two ways. I can play it shocked or I could go up and be like, I was totally expecting this. And Carpenter is like, absolutely genius. So they totally went with that version. Yeah. That is the end of Halloween one. And I'm glad that they never made any reboots or sequels or sequel reboots or remakes. Right. And they just left it alone in 1978. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So with that being said, let's get into individual reviews. Well, since you picked this movie for our (coughs) review, I think that our guest... Oh, you think our guest should go? So, Annie, we'd like you to go. And, Lee, could you explain to Annie our rating system? Our rating system, because I know you don't know, because you don't know my secret life at the podcast. Exactly. I don't speak of it. (laughs) I don't speak of it. Never heard of it. Constantly. Uh, (laughs) We rate our movies on a scale, a letter scale, S being near perfection. Uh... And then we go A through F, A being extremely good, B, not bad, C, average movie, D, crap, and F, unwatchable waste of time. So, that's our rating system. Let's hear your thoughts. Um, thoughts for your thoughts. Thoughts. <laughs> thoughts for your thoughts. Okay, first, tell me what you loved about the movie. Well, you know, it's, it's definitely an original horror movie. And it's one of my childhood favorites. But, you know, watching it as an adult, you know, you kind of think, oh, my gosh. How dumb can you be? Yeah, right? (laughs) And, of course, it's one of those movies, too. I remember watching when I was younger going, oh, my God, would you just turn around and... Be aware. Yeah. Be present. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, it's still good. And it's still a classic. I don't know. I think, though, I think I would probably still rate it maybe a B-. minus. Okay. Yeah. I would definitely rate it an A because it's got lots of faults. But I mean, for the time and what they had, yeah, Yeah. I think so. B minus. B minus. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say that I really enjoyed a lot of the shots. I think that for the time that it came out in, for the the influence that it's had on modern culture as far as horror movies and stuff like that, is definitely something that needs to be addressed. But at the same time, it's hard because movies don't always age as well as we want them to. I mean, we go back to The Exorcist. We we were just talking about before the podcast that we were actually all looking forward to watching Halloween and dreading The Exorcist. And I think we all kind of agree that this movie is one of those where it's flipped around to where maybe this movie hasn't aged, at least for me, maybe this movie hasn't aged as well as I thought it had. I think it's still a, a good movie, but I think I'm going to go ahead and put it in the A- minus range. Wow. So I think it's still a great movie. I don't think it, it hits the high highs that I remember of mm-hmm. seeing it whenever you know, it was on AMC or whatever, which, by the way, being the guy that always has different variations of movies. There isn't. 
There is, actually. So NBC wanted to put this movie on television, and so they had to redo and cut out scenes and add in more scenes because they needed a specific time slot. Mm -hmm. So during the filming of Halloween 2... They got some of the actors back, and then they reshot some scenes, adding more footage in, and then editing other things out. So there's actually a longer cut of the Halloween movie, but it's made for TV. Wow. Hmm. So That's interesting. I had no idea. Oh, right. I never yeah. so, see it. So a lot of, yeah, so not all of the budget, but while filming Halloween 2, they also made a TV edit hmm. for yeah. Halloween I movie. I never want to see it. So. Because there's no boobs. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go, Dave? So, sure. Um, I think that for what this movie is, again, age-wise, um, and what it has created, um, and the rewatchability of this yeah. movie, I think it's a quick watch. Yeah. I felt like the hour and a half went extremely yeah. fast. Right. Yeah. To where like Exorcist oh, yeah. felt longer. way longer. Yeah. Uh, I think that it entertained me the entire time. Um, I love the character it created. Even Lori and Michael. Yeah. Even with the sequels, I love I love her character and in the newer movies that the badass that she becomes. Yeah. Um yeah. I love the filming of it. I love the cinematography of it. I love that they used the first person, the mask. Yes. I love the suspense. I love him being in the background. Some of the acting and some of the continuity I had major issues with. Yes, yes. And little stupid things that I pay attention to, like car doors not being shut and not knowing how to work doors and um, all that kind of stuff. But for what it is, I'm going to give it a B plus. B plus. Yep. Okay. Well, Johnny Raincloud coming in. Yeah. Oh, Lee, that's no. your role. You know this. Oh, right. Sure. I'm the hater. <laughs> My mother like talks about this all the time. She's like, Lee's... Lee's I'm very negative. He, I'm yes. the villain. That's his uh, get, get story for it. life. So. I'm sure. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, sweetheart. I mean, well, you want to go toe to toe with our negativity? Mm. I'm getting a beat down over here. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm, right. It's all those yes. horror movies you guys watch. Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> I'm going to tell you all the bad things about this movie, and then I'm going to tell you why I still love it. Okay. Okay. So the acting is. Dog shit. It's atrocious. It's atrocious. Yeah. Even Donald Pleasance, even the the best actor on the stage, I think that he's the worst part of them. Isn't yeah. as good as yeah. the newbie Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, she crushed yeah. it, and mm-hmm. she only got the role because she's royalty. You know, she's Nepotism. Tony Curtis's yep. and Janet Lee's daughter. Mm-hmm. That's why she got the role, and she outshined all of them. Uh, the continuity errors left and right, the ineptitude of these characters is just <laughs> mind boggling. Like there's nobody this dumb. Yeah. Uh, again, the no gravity in that scene of, of a guy pinned to a wall and he just straight up and down head doesn't even lean forward, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's, it's bad. It's really bad. Uh, but it was so new it was the original, and I know there was an, a, a previous film, but this one really solidified the What was the previous genre. film? You keep talking about it. It was called... Um, Black Christmas. Black Christmas. Okay, I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, it, it, you know, it took off. It defined, just like The Exorcist did for the supernatural, you know, possession films, mm-hmm. this did for slashers. It yeah. just created a whole genre. It 
took off like a wildfire spawning, you know, 12 sequels. Every other franchise that came after it, you know, your Friday the 13th, your Nightmare on Elm Street, Chucky, all those are are pulling from this movie and setting up all those tense scenes and those, you know, impossible situations that people should be figuring out but just can't. Yeah. Uh, it just worked. It worked. It was scary. He was so ambiguously just... I didn't get a sense of good or evil with him. He just was. Yeah. Like he just, it didn't, life didn't matter to him. He had a purpose. Yeah. Just life is like, I I don't value anything and it doesn't mean anything to kill you to me. It's just something I want to do. Right. And that's what terrified me. No motive. Younger is his motives. Like I just want to do it. Yeah. And it's everything that spawned from it is what makes this, so good you know you have to pay pay your respects to this thing because it's the og yep. it's yeah. the deal uh i'm still only gonna give it a c plus because yeah. i'm okay. i'm i'm rating it as just a standalone movie as if if this never would have taken off and i'm gonna rate this movie as is like no sequels no impact on the pop culture anything just this movie yeah it's a c plus at best. and i see where you're coming from but i think that my b plus is um the enjoyment I had watching it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like when I was done, I was like, that was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I really like it. I mean, mm-hmm. even from when I was little, I was like, that's a fun movie. Right. But, and you know, now that I've watched two, I'm going to keep watching them. But it's like each one gets better and better. Like two is, is was better than one. I love the fact that and, it picks up yeah, right just, then. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I said. I go, it started and I go, that's the best like you, thing. Like you see five minutes of yeah. the end of Halloween I she one. Was watch, I came in last night and she was watching it and I thought she was watching the oh. end of one again because like, you should probably watch it again before we do the podcast. And I thought she was. like, No, this is two. I was like, oh. And that's then I, so just the great. best thing. It just yeah. starts right in. It's you're like, so yes. smart. And it was made four years later, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, was it four? I think it's four. It's four. I think it's eighty two. Interesting. Yeah, I think I I think it was in the eighties. Yeah, I think it's eighty two. Interesting. Um, Which is crazy that they got. I mean, everybody back. Yeah. At that point in time, too. Well, I'm I'm sure they used excess footage from the first one to start the movie off. With. Yeah. Oh, I I think it's the same. I think it's like real. It's the same. And I do remember them talking about like Deborah Hill and um, John Carpenter were talking about how. When they ended the movie, they had no plans whatsoever of having a sequel. Even though the ending's kind of ambiguous, the whole part is, well, he's out there. He's the boogeyman. He's the boogeyman. Yeah. He can come and get you at any yeah. time. But I think that paycheck yeah. was like, eh, why yeah. not? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's well, John Carpenter is now a, uh, a musician. Name. Yeah, household yeah. name. Funny enough, with the exception of Halloween, every other John Carpenter movie upon release is negatively viewed and then the classics like The Thing and all that other stuff, mm-hmm. it's cult status after the fact. Right. After box office. I watched 81. Um, 81. I watched a um, like a Comic-Con panel with him on it. Yeah. And one of the kids asks, you know, everything that has come from mm-hmm. this and all the sequels to Halloween. Right. Like, what's your favorite? And he said, there's only one. Yeah. And it's Halloween. Yeah. He goes, in every other movie with that title after that, he goes, I don't care about yeah. at all. He goes, there's only the first one. Yeah, And so, I, I'm in that boat with him because, yeah. again, I didn't really go in too much into elaborating on why I gave him an A-, but cinematography, I mean, I thought that 
Jamie Lee Curtis's acting was great. I think that the kids did what they could. I loved the shots. I loved the ambiguity of Michael just stalking. I mean, there's no point to it. And that's, again, that's when I mean, we go back to earlier. That's why I personally really enjoy this film because I have no backstory. It's just some dude that just picks a girl and he's stalking her and then starts killing everyone around her until finally he's trying to go after her. And to me, that's terrifying because it's just one day that happened and could happen to anybody, at least in that world. I just so. think it's, I think we really need to acknowledge Michael Myers' commitment to getting this woman killed. Right. Yeah. 40 years this guy has been coming back. Yeah. And trying it's an to obsession. Yeah. And he won't let it go. It sucks for it's her. Like, All dude, because of her she's dad. Just yeah. not that into you. <laughs> All because of that one key. That one key. The mailbox. Mm-hmm. So, well, guys, with that being said, what what do we? What's our overall grade? A minus, C plus. Well, that's what I was gonna say. B just, plus. So just because we have law of averages doesn't mean that that's what the rating <laughs> should be. Okay. It's, is kind of what I'm getting at. So. What'd you give it? B minus. B minus. B plus. B plus. C plus. A minus. I mean, it's got to be in the B range, right? Yeah. So, would you guys? Are you guys good with? I would say straight B. Straight B. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, with that being said, guys, I really appreciate Annie for coming on the show and discussing one of her favorite films with us. And I think just because we give it the grades that we do doesn't mean that we don't love, love it. the film. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly. That's, yeah. So we're looking at it from all aspects, right? right. right. So it's a great, it's a fantastic and I right. highly recommend yeah, it for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So definitely. Yep. why it might not work necessarily on a technical aspect or, right. you know, don't not... look at it in any one lens, no. put right. them all together, put the whole thing together and, and watch yeah, it and then appreciate what it's done it's great for. it really is a great movie it's easy to watch Everything. it's yeah. fun it's and... it's only 92 minutes too yeah. so yep. quick yeah and i think they show them all the time on amc especially oh, man. oh yeah they're not halloween so i think yep. you can get a copy of it in a box of cheerios <laughs> pretty, pretty sure yeah. <laughs> so well guys with that being said i pre- again i appreciate annie for coming on the show thanks annie thank you thanks for having me of course anytime You'll be back so right movie. <laughs> on the potential scary movie yeah. podcast yeah. No, but that's not a scary movie I just feel like that's what it's becoming which right. is funny so well again thank you guys for coming on the show All right. enjoy your night thank, thank you. you guys for listening to us ramble about Halloween and we will see you in the next episode don't forget to uh, hit us Bye. up on Facebook on our group leave some comments and suggestions yeah please. for sure and holler, us, holler at us at movieswithchill at gmail.com dot com thank you guys Toodaloo. <laughs> Ooh, <mother>. Tommy. <laughs>
also, we are filling up our guest list, which we are really excited for all of you. Which, by the way, our winner from last week will be a guest star on our episode following the Raid Redemption. Congratulations to Debbie A. for winning this week. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook and wherever your podcasts are found. We hope you have enjoyed our program just as much as we did recording for you. Thank you, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.